0: Coming up next in The Ziegler Show, how to have more control over your thoughts. I mean, we have feelings and emotions we can't control. We might be able to control our reactions and responses, but our thoughts, they often run amok. So in this episode, I pulled out a well-known quote from Napoleon Hill, which reads, you have absolute control over just one thing, your thoughts. This divine gift is the sole means by which you may control your destiny. If you fail to control your mind, you will control nothing else. However, Tom Ziegler and I really take the quote to task. I mean, having absolute control over your thoughts is not something most of us feel that we do have. And whether it's even possible is debatable. It is, however, something we can grow towards every single day. So I asked some of the members in my new community, which you can find at DrivenToLive.co. I asked them their thoughts and Tom and I talked through them. And the point here. Of This episode is to have compassion for the reality that we don't have generally absolute control over our thoughts. I don't think anybody truly does, but there are methods we can be training in to have more and more control every day and doing so is possibly the most powerful asset of our lives. Welcome to The Ziggler Show, a top ranked all time career podcast in Apple Podcasts. I'm your host, Kevin Miller. In this show. We expound on Zig Ziglar's be, do, and have philosophy, meaning you have to be the right kind of person then do the right things before you can expect to have what really matters in life. And we want you to have what matters. Also check out my podcast, What Drives You?, where we talk with people who have reached impressive achievements to ask what drove them good and bad. And we dig into the very motives that drive us all with the goal of clarifying just what is driving you. Then in my True Life podcast, we want to get you fully functioning physically so your body doesn't hold you back. You can find all three of my shows in Apple Podcasts. Just search for Kevin Miller or go to my website, kevinmiller.co. And if you're new to The Ziggler Show, I invite you to visit ziggler.com. Connect with Tom Ziegler and the Ziggler family about upcoming events and how they can come alongside you and help you inspire your true performance. All right, Tom, you said I can riff on that for three or four minutes, so riff away.
1: (laughs) Well, i tell you what. uh, Gosh, you know, what comes first, the chicken or the egg? You know, it's it's a how do we control our mind and do we have total control over it? Another Napoleon Hill quote uh, that's super famous says, until you can... Until your mind can conceive it, or when when you can conceive it, believe it, and then you can achieve it. And it's very similar. Well, if I control my mind uh, and I have total control over it, then that controls my destiny. It controls everything. Here's the challenge with both of those. If I can conceive it, believe it, then I'll achieve it. That's the Shaquille O'Neal story that dad used to talk about. Uh If I'm seven foot six, 400 pounds, and I want to win the Kentucky Derby as a jockey, my mind can conceive it. I can believe it, but I'm not going to do it. It's just physically impossible. So the proper way to say that is to say until I can conceive it. And until I believe it, then I won't be able to achieve it. So you got to conceive it and believe it. And then you might be able to achieve it given the gifts and talents and the effort and everything else to accomplish it. So I think the mind is the same way until I determine to take control of my mind, <laughs> recognizing that it is a daily commitment and even the best of us can have a setback, something beyond our control that enters in. We got to do battle with that, right? So that's, a, that's an ongoing battle. And I used to be in awe of dad because one of his attributes was he never worried. And he had such a a place of faith that and a, such a dedication to doing the next right thing in the moment that it left no room for worry and Kevin I'm not there yet I'm
0: and that's right where I wanted to go because okay you're saying that and I've heard you say that before I remember the first time you said said that told me that Tom and it kind of irritated me uh that he did not worry so would it be fair to say now he grew, he pursued, worked out to the point to where he did not worry? No different than if you, he, if you told me, yeah, one time uh, my dad got to the point of being able to bench press 350 pounds. Was he able to always? No, but but he got to the point of where he was able to do that. Is that fair to say he got to the point? He worked himself into the ability to not worry?
1: Yes. And I think, and I think this is a key and this is what, um, and, and I'm not a psychologist or a therapist or, you know, not medically trained. Uh, I'm an amateur, uh, brain nerd. So I like the way to learn how the brain works, Is dad through intentional training and self talk? Whenever a challenge would pop up, he trained himself, he trained his mind to immediately ask, What does this mean? What's the solution? And how can I activate myself to get focused on the solution? Yeah. And instead, and so you know, and and choose to win. I talk about the fastest way to success is to replace a bad habit with a good habit. Well, this is very similar. You train your mind and you control your mind by filling it up with the good habits. If, if the distressing thing comes along and you haven't trained it on the path of how do I figure this out in a positive way? Of course, the worry is going to flow in, (laughs) (laughs) Right. I mean, that's just the way it is. Um, So you've got to have a positive action oriented. Another quote um, that dad said, logic will not change an emotion, but action will. Hmm. When we get um, negative information that, that takes us down the wrong path. We try to think our thing, think our way out of it, which doesn't work. We have to act our way out of it, and so, so what's an action? Well, prayer is an action. Calling a trusted friend is an action. Uh, putting in a Zig Ziglar audio and getting that is an action getting out your journal and start writing down everything that's happened and then defining, okay, what things do I have control over? What things don't I have control over? And then, and then working on the things you have control over, that's an action, but thinking on it isn't an action enough, right? Because then we, then the, then the, so dad was the master of quickly defining what just happened what it means and what how could he move towards the solution yeah and then and and i'll be honest uh and frank when my sister susie uh you know when it became clear she wasn't going to make it he was overwhelmed with grief like we all would be and that's different than worry Hmm. right that's different And so there's all a whole range of human emotions. Um, So it's not that he didn't experience all these emotions. It's just that he had the mental discipline to say, you know, which ones. How do I focus my energy so I can get the best result possible? And if you've been through grief in your life, you know, sometimes you just got to dig into the grief and let it, you know, and grieve. Well, and that's,
0: yeah, he did not just blow that off and Pollyanna that, uh, and yet it also long-term did not overcome him. It did not destroy him. And that's what so many of us are looking at with, are dealing with, with traumas and tragedies, especially well, Tom, I, yeah, let me, um, let me, let's unpack that, uh, just a little, just a little bit more requests in my membership community driven to to live um bonnie wagner stafford she's uh she's a publisher actually she had a really good response to this tom that covers some of what you just went over i want to read it real quick because it opens the doors for a couple different aspects i want to hit on for this she says uh I, I agree with, you know, Napoleon's quote, it is, uh, however, an evolution as with everything else in life, the Napoleon Hill quote is designed to grab attention and alert us that this is a possibility. And of course, to realize that possibility, we do have to learn and work at it, which is the process. So it is that we have the power, which is what Hills quote suggests. And we simply need to learn how to exercise it. Uh, And, you know, is it that we can have the power, which is to my point, uh, we have two things at play here. One is the quote and the purpose of the quote. The other is the veracity of the statement itself. And it comes down to why and the motivation for making the statement. If we want to incentivize others to discover more about this mysterious, magical seeming concept, which statement carries more persuasive power? I'd also say the first statement is that you have the power to control your thought is something as opposed to you that you could have is something I'm aspiring to. But after years of practice, I'm still learning daily. What's important from my perspective is the recognition that my thoughts are not me. They're not always going to benefit me, but some of them are going to benefit me. And the first exercise is to learn to tell the difference, which is why it can be so hard to learn this. It's about more than controlling thought. It's about choosing which thoughts need to be uh, controlled. So a couple things that I appreciate about this is one, her just hitting the quote. Now, Tom, you and I are in the business of personal development, motivation, inspiration, and, uh, we get a lot of mileage out of quotes. They do stop people. It's like, it's like shining a spotlight out and to do a quote that gets people's attention is a, uh, is a craft is an art, and I watch that if I have something that I think a message of value and I put it out in a poorly written quote, it doesn't reach anybody. I don't get benefit. They don't get benefit. So to write it well. So this obviously is a well-known quote, and it's it's written well to get our attention. Uh, so I, I appreciate Bonnie given credit towards that. And that's relevant for all of us who are working to positively influence others is there's a craft to that. And sometimes there's benefit to making a bold statement, uh, to get people's attention. And when you do, you're going to get pot shots, you know, thrown at you. Like I'm giving Napoleon right now a little bit on this, and you're just going to have to be okay with that, I think. So there's a, a message for all those trying to influence that There's a, you know, there's an art to this and a risk to it as well. Now, my care though in this one, why I pulled this one out and why I do this sometimes is I do struggle sometimes with the big, bold statements, having the possibility of being so bold and so black and white that people struggle to engage with them. You know, and on this one, you have absolute control over just one thing, your thoughts. And we can look at that and kind of intellectually conceptualize that nod to it. And then the next moment, XYZ happens. There's a relational issue, a financial issue, a business failure issue, uh, a a disappointment, a trauma, whatever. And our mind is boom, right away. Our humanity happens and we have an emotion that we cannot stop. And I think the only way that you can free yourself of a natural emotion is a, a frontal lobotomy maybe, uh, be a psychopath. I mean, that is going to happen. Zig Ziglar was not immune to having an emotion. Like you talked about grief, his daughter died. He wasn't just Pollyanna and didn't care. He, he cared deeply and he grieved. And so something's going to happen. And in a moment, we're going to be sad, mad, uh, disappointed, despairing, Discourage. I mean, those things are going to happen naturally. And then it's, how do we respond? So do I have absolute control over my thoughts? And what happened in our community as I was, as we were talking about it is we got to separate that out of our feelings and our emotions. Do I have control over those? And we could debate that Tom, I'm going to say to some degree, well, I don't know. You tell me what you think. Cause I'm going to say to some degree, we don't, we don't have absolute control over those. We have control of then how we, then we're into the aspect of reacting and responding. Do I stop, pause, uh, feel that emotion, feel that feeling, and then decide how I'm going to respond to that? Because now we're on to, I do have the capacity to have control over my thoughts, to have more control every day, to be working this out, to have control. And another thing that came up in our discussion that, that was the primary uh, discussion of our weekly live time together in the community was we have the ability every day to be preparing our thoughts. In response to that feeling or emotion that's going to happen so let's say i have a bad event that's going to happen a very challenging trauma tragedy disappointment whatever that's going to happen four weeks from now or four years from now i have the ability right now to be training myself like what you saw your dad do and what you're doing as well to be training myself so when that thing happens I have more immediate control over my thoughts than if I just let it go willy nilly and don't pay attention to that training. I'm not doing my daily workouts. I mean, right now, if there is a need to help a friend move a heavy couch up the stairs, I I actually can do that. I've been training every day this morning. I've done my, my dips, my pull-ups, my My push-ups. I've been doing that stuff. I can go run 10 miles if we want, if if need be. I've been training to do that. I have the capacity to do that. Uh, There's other things I don't have the capacity to do because I'm not training. So what am I doing to be training the capacity to control my thoughts better and better for that thing that's going to happen out there so that I can actually react better and better all the time. So coming back to this, I have absolute control. And I wanted to say, I have the capacity, even absolute is hard for me. I got to admit absolute control. Man, that's, that does feel like I have arrived and I no longer have any bad feelings or thoughts. Can any of us have, but we have the possibility of a dramatic amount of control over our thoughts. You are listening to The Ziegler Show and this episode on controlling our thoughts. Next, Tom expounds on how we can be training our mind in advance in how we will respond based on what we want our thoughts to be. I'm a foodie and I enjoy learning about the process that brings great foods and beverages from idea to the table. And then I like tasting them and learning the nuances of what creates the most significant tastes So look for it at your local store. Heaven Hill reminds you to think wisely and drink wisely. Thankfully, the days of building a business website, then having this massive endeavor to integrate an online store are gone. Today, Shopify has fixed all that. I had one business where we actually built the entire website on Shopify's platform. So whether you're just starting out You all know I greatly value and pursue my health and wellness, and I'm always looking for better products and resources. Nutritional supplements are a staple for me, and a must is a probiotic to support my gut health and function. A probiotic is something I've taken each and every day for the long-term cumulative benefits in just two little capsules a day. Taking seeds DSO1 symbiotic and avoiding the foods I know my body is sensitive to has taken me from constant digestive problems to almost none. I trust seeds clinical trials and breakthrough research that's been published in top scientific journals. You can entrust your gut with Seed's DSO-1 Daily Symbiotic. Go to Seed.com slash drive and use code 25DRIVE to get 25% off your first month. That's 25% off your first month of Seed's DSO-1 Daily Symbiotic at Seed.com slash drive. Code 25DRIVE.
1: Here's the good news. Uh, Whether you believe you have absolute control or whether you believe that you have the ability to take control of your thoughts almost instantly when something bad happens, right? One of them is nothing ever affects you. The other one is, hey, I'm human. That, That caught me off guard, but I'm back in control. It doesn't really matter which one of those two you believe in. The the path to get there is exactly the same, right? You've got to prepare in advance and train your mind and decide in advance how you're gonna handle certain situations. So in the military language, there's a thing called the OODA loop. And it's OODA, it's O-O-D-A. And it simply means observe, orient, decide, and act and we go through life all the time we observe what's going on we orient ourselves in and to face the challenge right in in military terms you you observe the battlefield you orient based on priority of threat then you decide what you're going to do and then you act now success depends on how fast you can go through those steps. So if you're in a fight, if Kevin, if you and I are in the ring and they say go, um, you know, let's just say we're equal physically. We have all the same skills. The the, the person, the who we are, uh, the one that's going to have the chance of winning is going to be the one who observes, orients, decides, and acts the fastest. I mean, that's just the way it is. Right. And then there's a lot of nuances that come. So. So the challenge is, as people go through life and they blow up and things go wrong. Well, they've never taken the time to observe who they are, the circumstances that, that keep setting them off. They've never really dug into that. Oh, wait. You know, every time they say that phrase, I lose my cool. Why is that? Well, once you observe that, then you can orient. Well, why does it do that? You know, how can I approach that? So then you can decide. You know what? That's not that's not who I am. I'm no longer going to allow that. And then you act. Well, how am I not going to? I'm going to replace it with something else. So that's the that's the process that people go through in life. Is we. And then I think it was Martin Luther who said, you know, a bird can land in your hair, but you don't have to let it build a nest there. Yeah. Right. So thoughts uh, hit you. Now, as a Christian, I remember in college, uh, you know, one of my friends, we were just joking. So think of college boys. And he, and he said, you know, the when you first see something that's not sin, but if you and he was talking about you know, a visual type thing. He says, if, if something just pops up in front of you and you're just like, Whoa, what's that? That's not sin. But if you look away and then look back, that second one's a choice, (laughs) right? Yeah. That's where you, you get into trouble. And then I remember uh, hearing a a radio psychologist, this, this guy called in and he said, uh, I've got a disease. And Dr. Laura said, well, what's your disease? And he said, well, I'm addicted to pornography. It's a terrible disease. I have no control over it. And she said, oh, it's a disease you have no control over. He said, yeah, my addiction is so bad. I have no control over it. And she said, well, do you work? He said, yeah, I've got a job. I work in the office. And then she said, well, do you have a computer on your desk? And he said, yeah, I've got a computer on on my desk. And then she said, well, does your, your boss or your supervisor or your manager, do they ever come into your office and have conversations with you? And he said, yeah, all the time. And she said, well, when they're in your office having a conversation, do you look up porn while you're talking to them? And the guy said, no, I would never do that in front of my boss. And she said, well, that's the difference between a disease And a choice. You see, if you have epilepsy, it doesn't matter whether your boss is there. Yeah. The seizure is going to happen. And so I think the biggest mistake in this quote is that. There's two absolutes here, there's an absolute that says, you know what, it's pointless, I have no control over my emotions and, you know, how I react. And then there's the other extreme, which is where the Napoleon Hill is. I've got absolute control. (laughs) But the real the real issue is this. We do have a choice and a control. And every single day, part of our life is to get better at it. Right. To to where the little things don't matter anymore. Um, And I've shared this before on the show. You know, being a speaker in front of groups and on a lot of webinars and a lot of Q&A, sometimes you get challenged. And sometimes the challenge is out of a line. It's out of line, right? It's a it's a personal aggressive attack. Has, you know, little they're, they're putting it in the context of the subject, but they're really coming after you. And so I've just decided in advance that if that ever happens, that... That problem is their problem. It's not mine. Because I didn't. So there's something going on. A secure person would not attack me that way. So there's something going on in their mind. In their life that's driving that attack. It's not personal. Well, then I feel sorry for them. (laughs) And feeling sorry for someone that they're having to act out in 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 a way that they are. That, that creates a whole different set of uh, responses and feelings of me. But early on in my life, I was like, what? That's crazy!" You know, I would just respond. I would react back instead of response. So yeah. that's what we do is we look at the things that set us off. We observe why we orient ourselves to where, okay, this is how I want it to come out. Then we decide what we're going to do and then we take action on it. And so that's how I took action. I just started training my mind. Hey, I'm going to speak today. There could be a crazy question. They're not it's nothing to do with you. It's that person. They're insecure because a secure person wouldn't do that. And then that totally it changes the atmosphere in the room and the way I respond. And in those situations, the way you respond, it's the tone, it's the demeanor, all of those things have more power than the exact words that you use. Okay, Tom, you gave me three points
0: in response to all that. One, you know, back to Napoleon's staunch, you know, claim on that. I will say that if we look at that, you were making the disparity between I have no control or I have absolute control. I am going to, back to your, I'm going to make, I'm going to observe, orient, and decide and act. And I am going to decide and act upon erroring on the side of absolute control, I'd rather do. I'd rather do that. I'd rather error on the side of I have more control than I really do, as opposed to I have less control. That's my decision because I, I do want that power. I want the hope that I'm not a victim to a disease uh, and something I cannot do, like epilepsy, as opposed to an addiction, uh, for sure. So I'm going to, and I think most everyone here, we would choose. And as, a, as a group, everybody raise their hands and say, yeah, I would rather choose responsibility, ability, power, control, uh, capacity to have an impact on my life as opposed to not. Uh, another thing, and this came up in the Driven to Live members community, and I'm going to hold this up for those of you who watch YouTube, which we, we have a, a, a YouTube channel. It's uh, YouTube. It's Kevin Miller, CO, that we put every show on. And I never ever, ever talk about it. Never mention it. We don't have a whole lot of people that view it. Uh, if you go there, there's not tons of views on the things, but I think that uh, I, I was told that there's like a thousand hours of viewing. So apparently people do watch a lot. So I'm going to hold it up for those folks here. This is my spectrum. I'm going to have, some, I'm going to find somebody who does graphics to make a spectrum because as Randy James, Dr. Randy James, my co-host on the true life podcast would say, we're all on the spectrum. So when we look at this, you know, our control of our thoughts, we're on the spectrum over here, as Tom, you said, here's, we have absolutely no control. I'm just a victim to it over here is Napoleon Hill. I have absolute control and we're all on the spectrum there. But as you can see in my little playing with a spectrum here, there's also spectrums within a spectrum, meaning this is not just an all or nothing thing, or we're on the spectrum of how much control do we have over our thoughts in, as a, as a human, as an individual, as Kevin Miller. Because what I realize is there are certain areas of my life, certain roles, if you will, where I have much better control than others. So if you put me on the athletic field, um, man, I've got pretty great control, even over you know failure and injury and whatnot. Put me in business, sitting here at my desk doing my work, uh, dealing with you know finances and sales and and, and success and failure again pretty, pretty darn good control. Now put me in some intimate relationship issues. Ooh, man, that's my, my emotions and feelings are much more raw. I would say I'm even weaker in there and I'm not, I want people to hear that to not label yourself as here. I am on the spectrum. I think I have 10% control. I have 90% control because I'll find a lot of people and you may have incredible absolute control in some areas and not in others going back to addictions you know, people who are rocks are so much control in areas of their life, but fail dramatically to an addiction. Does that mean they have no control over their thoughts at all? No, they, they do in some areas. And those, I think that gives us a little grace back to you, highest standards and the deepest grace for ourselves. As we look at this to say, it's not an all or nothing. So spectrum there. Now, on your uda which i have never heard i love it observe orient decide and act and for some reason tom i thought of, i thought of an arrow think of a quiver in in your you know i've got a bow i'm robin hood and i've got a and and to think about arrows that do different things people who are into archery know you've got different tips you could have I don't know how many different tips are. Let's say there's five different tips for doing different things, for piercing in different ways. So something happens. There's there's an animal out there that I'm hunting for. I got to decide which one do I need. Is this an elephant or is this a squirrel? Maybe that's going to change. Which arrow? So I'm going to stop, observe, and I'm going to process. Which arrow am I going to pull? This is, I'm not going to react. Boom. And just pull anything out and and go. I'm going to stop for a second, process. Which arrow? I'm going to orient which is, and I'm, I'm, I'm thinking of processing, kind of like your computer sits there and processes. I'm going to pull back now. I'm going to pull back and steady myself. Now I'm going to decide my aim. Which direction am I going? And then I'm going to act. I'm going to shoot. Now the other thing though, and this is interesting, I'm going to read uh, one of the statements that was given here. This is from Stephen Makehamson, known as Coach Mako uh, to Mississippi folks. He was a two-time uh, basketball Uh, Coach of the Year in uh, Mississippi. They won the state championship. So Coach Mako. And he says, I believe that thoughts are a mix between ones that land on our head, as you talked about. Uh, and those we intentionally create, but the more aware we become of our thoughts and the more exercise we give to the muscle, there's my key word that creates the thoughts, the more control we have over them and the more control we have to accept or dismiss the thoughts that show up unintentionally. So to that muscle back to my co-host, you know, Randy James of the Randy James of the true life podcast, uh, our doctor, Dom and him talking about that, you know, cognitively thinking about there are aspects you know, our brain is a muscle and there are so many pathways in there and things that we work out. Uh, Tom, you and I as business owners who create things, who are making a lot of decisions. We have decision making muscles in our brain that we have worked out. We work them out daily. Sometimes I fatigue mine and realize I have, I've, I'm tired of making decisions, but I still love it. But I've worked that out being creative on creating something deciding what to do I've worked that out being intuitive I have worked that out the muscle then that I would use to figure out math and numbers I don't work that one out it's atrophied and I pay CPAs to do that and it, literally I do not work that out I could gain so much more power and muscle in there if I wanted to I don't however I rather pay the CPA but Thinking about that, that here, even with that, even with the Uda, observe, orient, decide, and act. And maybe that's why I thought about the arrow. It also, part of that is how much muscle do I have? How much strength and power have I been working out? Even if I do have the thought to stop, observe, orient, decide, and act. If I've got a, I don't do archery. If you've got one that's so many pounds, if I haven't worked out, I don't even have the strength to pull the sucker back. And that thought of, you, of, of this muscle, am I exercising the muscle back to that preparing? Am I preparing now, exercising the muscle to have to do that Uda, observe, orient, decide, and act, to have control of my thoughts so that as time goes on, like you said, Tom, that's what you started off with in your last segment, that I can more and more immediately react even. I don't even have to think about responding. I don't even have to think about Uda because I've been training myself as you talked about your dad doing every day. Training myself so that I can react with the response that I want because I've been working out that muscle of thought control. That's what feels so hopeful. As I look at that quote right now and says, you have absolute control over just one thing, your thoughts. And I'm thinking inside, oh, it doesn't feel like I do. But that's the hope. That's the possibility. If And this kind of, we can get a little biblical here. I I see most of those quotes that we pithily take out of the Bible and we claim that really took it out of context. If you look at the context, so much of those quotes are if-then statements. God can work all things for good to those who are called according to his will. To those, to me, that's an if statement. If I am seeking his will, I can claim that he'll work those things out for good in my life. But I have the ability to not seek his will and not sure I can claim that as well to this. Again, we have the capacity, the ability, the hope to be strengthening
1: that thought muscle, Tom. Yeah. So you're, you're pinging off, you know, you, you, you talked a little bit about um, kind of the spiritual side of it. So I'm going to talk about the OODA loop from a, a ninja level. Um, So the story of David and Goliath. um, David goes to the battlefield. Goliath goes to the battlefield. They both observe. So what does David see? What does Goliath see? Well, you can read it in the text, right? (laughs) Goliath calls him a dog, a boy, you know. (laughs) can't even wear the king's armor i mean he's just a kid so they orient so now they're squaring up but david did something that goliath didn't do here's the ninja level when you're in a battle and let's just say business is a battle too um the action you take Shouldn't depend on what your greatest strength is, as much as it should depend on what they least expect. Hmm. And so David went into the battlefield. And his greatest strength happened to be the sling, but that wasn't about that wasn't a face to face mono mono <laughs> type of weapon, right? Yeah, it was, and so. And so in business, uh, you know, for competing for business, a lot of times we think, well, I need to stand up with the big boys. I need to puff up and look at my website and, you know, look at all these years of experience and all that stuff. When reality is your best chance of winning the battle is to determine not the greatest weakness of your prospect, but their greatest need and approach it from a direction that nobody else would come from. Yeah. Right. And so dad had this great this is another ninja level question that we can all ask is what I'm doing is what I'm thinking taking me closer to or further from my my end goal my my solution. And this is another <laughs> this is right in this whole thinking category. Dad said this, a positive attitude won't let you do anything, but it will let you do everything better than a negative attitude will.
0: Most of today, you will be indoors, likely your home or your office. I am as well. Even with my treks out into the woods, I spend a lot of time inside. And we're going to take about 20,000 breaths, according to the EPA. which is an additional $84 value. So to get this special offer, go to A-I-R-D-O-C-T-O-R-P-R-O.com. Use promo code Kevin, airdoctorpro.com, promo code Kevin. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. BetterHelp. So my book and this podcast are named What Drives You. And what drives us to great things is our own values, our known values. When we go astray, it's because we've lost sight of our values. Therapy is key for helping you clarify what matters most to you so you can do more of it. I was late to taking advantage of therapy. It was only for crisis. But now myself and most of the rock stars I have on my show get therapy regularly. For most people, the main hurdle is starting therapy.
1: So you could rephrase that and you could say positive thinking won't let you do anything, but it will let you do everything better than negative thinking will. So taking control of your mind won't let you do anything, but it will let you do everything better than not taking control of your mind. Yeah and and i think at the end of the day people are pretty smart and they just haven't been asked the right questions they haven't observed the situation from the right perspective they haven't been shown the right example but if you ultimately ask people hey is do you want the best outcome of your life possible yes most people would say yes then does it make sense to do the things that would allow for the best outcome of your life possible? Well, yes. Well, how much does your thinking play into the life you have now? Kind of everything. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so wouldn't it make sense to have the best life possible? We need to get back to our thinking in controlling our thinking and determining our thinking the you know i look at the brain and the mind are two different things the brain is the racehorse and the mind is the jockey on the racehorse and the brain's going to do what the brain does but the mind can tell the brain what to do And we go through every day either on a runaway uh, horse or a fine-tuned you know kentucky derby winning thoroughbred and it just depends on are we going to control our mind
0: are we going to control our mind all right i got an i got an ending then here for us uh back to a biblical aspect brian lynchard in the community said the bible speaks many times about our growth process and even the Apostle Paul said that he often does what he doesn't want to do and Brian puts in parentheses and although he didn't say it specifically I'm sure that he often thought what he didn't want to think so I Also don't agree with the black and white statement of Mr. Hill, but I see so much of his think and grow rich as foundational to the whole coaching and self-help industry. He was a wise man to seek out the wisdom of the most successful people and to learn from them. And I have learned much from him as well. And it speaks to the Tom, your highest standards and and deepest grace for (laughs) Napoleon Hill. And, and, but even there, I appreciate that apostle Paul. We think about that. Anybody who knows the Bible who said, I I don't do what I want to do so often, and I often do what I don't want to do, that even he, as he struggles as a disciple to Jesus Christ himself, is struggling with this issue. And I think that's the, the, the the grace in that statement that if we put out there the absolute control of our thoughts as the goal that today I may not have absolute, but I can have a little more today and a little more tomorrow as I work out my ability to uda, as you said, uh, uh, which I, I love that. I can't believe I haven't heard of that, but that's so great. As I, as I work that out every single day to be more present, to be more aware, and to take captive my thoughts so that I'm controlling them, as you said, like with the uh, thoroughbred horse in the Kentucky Derby, I'm controlling them. They are not uh, controlling me. I, I, I hope that this discussion helps us all to better engage with and be able to act on the ability to control our thoughts. Tom, love your insight and wisdom as always, brother. Thanks brother. Following the recording of this episode, I thought of some of the superhero characters often depicted in movies and shows who can control other people's thoughts, right? And thinking, man, the greatest superpower would just be if we could start by simply controlling our own thoughts. Coming up in episode 941 of The Ziggler Show, we have part two with Diana Pavlak-Glyer, our expert on C.S. Lewis and J.R.R. Tolkien. And she is continuing to talk with us, and I just dig deeper into some issues around her book Bandersnatch, which gets into the power of their author's group, the Inklings, and what we want to harness in groups that will help us bring out our greatest works as those guys did. Till then, thank you, as always, for letting me walk with you as we inspire our true performance together. Most Americans at New Year's are thinking about improving their health and losing some weight. In regards to eating, the feeling is generally it's going to cost more money, more stress and effort, and you got to eat bland food. Well, a solution to all these is HelloFresh.